And our mission is literally just to leave every single person we come in contact with better. That we sharpen one another and leave each other better, whether that is someone that we're having a first initial conversation with about our health products, or it's a conversation with a sideline sister as we are you know, really trying to crush a certain goal that month. But we want to be sharpening one another and encouraging one another, uplifting each other so that we can be the best version of ourselves so that we can give the, the, the most output back into this world and give God praise. Welcome to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur, where we, Becky and Monique, your new biz besties, both busy moms just like you. We're here to talk all things network marketing, mom life, and how to truly live out your calling. We'll be dropping two episodes each week to help you, the busy mompreneur, know the exact strategies to build both your business and your home. You'll hear each week from one of the top network marketers on their best tips for what's led to their success and what's working now. We know that you're here because you are called to something more. You have a desire to succeed in both your business and at home, and we are going to teach you how. If you love what you hear here on the podcast and want to be one of our success stories, join us inside our community, The Kingdom Minded Mompreneur, where we provide a daily social media action plan, additional resources, kingdom coaching, and more. Click the show notes for the link to join. So let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur podcast. This is myself, Monique, and Becky Baxter. Hello, Becky. Hey, hey. super excited. Yes, we are so excited. You guys, you have no idea how great today's conversation is going to be because we have Jodi DeBoer with Plexus. And if you do not know about Jodi, she is a powerhouse of a woman and she would not describe herself that way because she is so humble. Um, but she is to me, she is such an example of the quiet consistency of someone showing up and just being that example day after day. And when you put one foot in front of the other, you have amazing results. And I think that is consistency is the word that comes to mind. When I think of Jodi, she is a wife and mom of four. She transitioned her career in youth ministry And after adopting their daughter, um, she wanted to be home with her kids. And so she started in network marketing. And so she enjoys leading her team, celebrating other people's um, success and health. And, um, you know, she is really what I would call a leader of leaders because she has developed a lot of leaders in her organization. I know we're going to get into that conversation today, but hello, Jody, Welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We're so excited you're here. And I think too, um, this conversation is going to be, to me, a really exciting one because I think the the question many women have is how can I have success, right, in this network marketing direct sales space, but also feel like I am, you know, able to show up for my family, show up, you know, for my own health, show up for the things that are you know, like sacred, you know, sacred to each of us as mompreneurs. And so I'm super excited for everyone to get to hear from you. So before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the conversation, I would love for everyone to just hear a little bit about your story. Like I would just love to personally as well, I don't know you super well. So I'd love to hear just a little bit about your journey and um, just anything you want to share with our listeners. 
Awesome. Yeah. So my journey into network marketing and how I got there, is that kind well, of just a little bit? Yeah. About your story, about who you are and, um, maybe just your family and yeah, your, your journey into as a mompreneur. Okay. Well, yes, I am Jody, and I live in Michigan with my husband, Marcus. We do have four kids, the ages of 10, nine, seven, and almost five. And so we have a busy and full household and I absolutely love it. Um, we, just really enjoy spending time together. We are one of those kind of people that always want to be in the same room all together. We just, we just enjoy that. Um, and I, a little bit about me, I, well, I love baking. I love being in the kitchen. I love fitness. I love walking, um, and working out. I enjoy hosting a mom's Bible study every week at my house. Um, and I love my little dog, Ruby, and our little cuddles every time the kids go down uh, for bed at night. Me and Ruby have some time together. So it's just great. Um, okay, so what kind of dog do you have? Becky and I, you know, we're dog people. I have a little Cavapoo. So it's a poodle and a Cavalier Spaniel mix. And she is just the cutest little thing. So we all just love her. <laughs> so I had to mention her. But anyway, so that's a little bit about just my interests and who I am. But my story is so, um, my background is in youth ministry and that's a lot of where my, how I lead my team to this day. Um, so my career started after I got my degree in youth ministry and Bible and theology from a Bible school here in town in Grand Rapids. Um, and then I started as a youth ministry, youth ministry, like nonprofit and, a public high school. And I did that for 10 years. And so, um, over the course of my career, I did start supervising people and entered into higher leadership within that organization. And so when I transitioned out of that role, um, we were expecting our third, um, we were adopting our daughter. So we have our first daughter, um, she's a biological child. And then we adopted our son from Korea. And then we are in process of adopting our third daughter from Korea as well. And so, um, I kind of was wondering if network marketing could be a thing for me because I was transitioning out of that ministry role and was going to be home with my kids. I felt like God was just leading me to be home and needed to spend more time with them and be in the home more. Um, and so I had a little seed planted that network marketing could work for me because I had been taking and consuming a product from a different network marketing company. And when I was taking that product, they added me to their team page right away. Even though I really wasn't sharing their product, I was in their team page. And so I was seeing people making money. I was seeing them post about it on their team page. And so I was curious. I didn't want to share about that company. It didn't seem to align fully with who I was about, but I did, I was curious and knew that network marketing could be for me. And so when we adopted our daughter and she came home, um, I started taking the Plexus products, um, really not for the business, but more so for, um, just the health component. So that's kind of how I started with Plexus. Do you want me to share a little bit more about that? Well, I have a quick question before, before you, we talk a little bit more about Plexus, just because you mentioned that you lead your team from this place of kind of like comparing it to youth ministry. And I'm really curious about that because I do think um, there is a lot to, to have to be learned about um I guess, in a sense, the model of what a youth minister does and how they minister, right, to children and help raise them up. 
And so I'm just curious, like what you were referencing, like, I would love to know, you know, you're obviously a leader of leaders. So like, what does that look like when you say you lead from this standpoint of, you know, the same way you led in youth ministry? Like, I want to know a little bit more about that (laughs) real quick, if that's okay. Oh, real quick. Well, that's like my whole story. (laughs) It's like everything is about that. Um, So like I said, my degrees in youth ministry. So I was taught all about leadership and relational ministry, how to meet students right where they're at um, and just love on them right where they're at. And so I would head into schools and just have conversations with kids in the lunchroom. I would go to their um, sporting events and cheer them on. I just wanted to be in their world. Mm. And then I led up an army of volunteers to do the same thing. And so we had so many hundreds of volunteers that were doing the same thing. And so network marketing is no different. It's a different type of ministry, of course, but it is so similar in the sense that we are meeting people right where they're at with their in, in my in line of work, it's health. And so we're meeting people in their health goals and we are journeying alongside them during their journey. And so that's the first initial step, but then also leading an army of volunteers. It's the same with leading an army of network marketers. Like yeah. I'll, um, my team are people that are voluntarily doing this, that want to be a part of this with me. And so I am training them up to do what I have done and we are learning and growing together. And so that is our mindset. It's just involves, um, it involves so much about what we do is just to be humble, authentic people that want to serve others Mm. and make a difference in this world. So that's a lot of it, but we can go into a little bit more about how I lead my team meetings that there's so many things that, um, how I learned in youth ministry, how I served my team there. I just Mm -hmm. serve my team now the same way we start with prayer. We talk about how God is working in our uh, families, our businesses, how we can be generous, um, hearted and give back. So it's very similar, I guess, to how I used to do things. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because so your team is team iron Mm -hmm. and tell us a little bit about how did you come up with that name? And I'll tell you this, Jody, that you know, Becky and I have coached some of your team. We've worked with some of your leaders and, um, you know, Sarah, Christina, I don't know if I should name names, but anyway, um, and, and we've seen from that perspective of like working with your downline and just hearing them say, you know, so many positive things about the team and like their perspective of team iron and feeling like they're part of something that is purposeful and intentional And so I've always been so curious. So if you want to share, tell us a little bit about your name and the uniqueness. You guys get together in person a lot. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So team culture has always been a huge thing for me. Um, Starting with my first career in youth ministry, I've always been a protector of the culture. It's like, we are going to protect it as much as we can. We're not going to let negativity or gossip or comparison creep in. And we will do everything to hold that boundary. And I think when you do that and you set that ground right away, it is such a beautiful thing that can snowball and grow in, um, in your ministry or in your, um, business. And so we did that from, the start. Now, Team Iron wasn't always Team Iron. I literally, I have this 
innate desire, this natural desire just to lead. I have to be in some form of leadership. And so when I left youth ministry, I said to the Lord, I'm like, God, there's never going to be another team this good. I will never be able to lead again. I'm just going to be this mom in sweats at my house every day. And I just kind of pleaded with him. And this wise um, guy in our ministry um, came over to my office and I was kind of like venting to him too. And he said, do you really think that God is that small? You really think that you will never have a team again? Oh, you are literally so limited minded right now. And it just like took me back. Like, could God have more for me? And that's exactly what happened is I took this very risky step into youth ministry or into network marketing. And it felt so scary and different, but God's like, you just wait, there is going to be a team for you. And wow. Um, I just started sharing, you know, how you can share, be part of our team. And it just started to snowball. And at first it was five people, then it was seven people, you know, and it just kept snowballing into this. And so it started actually with the weirdest team name. It wasn't even a team name. I just started a team page, you know, and it was called catching silver. It was like nothing. It was just like, come join. Um, silver is the first rank of our company. And so it was like, come be a part of this. Um, but as it snowballed and as our culture grew and I started to do some team calls, it was like, what, what do I want this to be? What, what do I really want our mission to be? And, um, I was having a conversation with one of our leaders on our team and she mentioned the verse of Proverbs 27, 17 as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. And it was like, that's it. It's team iron. I wanted something very short and catchy and not like this long thing that, you know, is hard to put on a t-shirt, right? (laughs) I wanted something that's like very simple and concrete. And so we named ourselves team iron after that verse. And our mission is literally just to leave every single person we come in contact with better that we sharpen one another and leave each other better. Whether that is someone that we're having a first initial conversation with about our health products Or it's a conversation with a sideline sister as we are, you know, really trying to crush a certain goal that month, but we want to be sharpening one another and encouraging one another, uplifting each other so that we can be the best version of ourselves so that we can give the, the, the most output back into this world and give God the praise. So, oh my word. I love that so much. Um, especially that there was a very strategic, like a scripture, you know, behind it as well as like, it's just a reflection of who you are and like what you stand for. Um, and I'm a huge proponent of team culture as well. I think some people listening to this might be thinking like, Oh, that sounds amazing. And it sounds so great. This whole, you know, concept of like leaving people better than we found them and, and, you know, all this kind of thing. But I think, you know, one question I have for you is what are some actual like tangible things that you have consistently done to encourage this, you know, and develop this culture of, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? Like what are, I would just love, you know, I feel like there's the, the mompreneur listening is probably thinking, okay, that sounds amazing. Like, how do I do it? Right? Like, what is it that I do? So I'd love for you to share like a couple of thoughts on that. If you have any suggestions for our listeners. Yeah. So, um, Monique said it in the beginning consistency. Thank you for saying that. And for noticing that because consistency really is one of my, uh, core values within this, um, this career. And so 
I want to be consistent with everything I do, sharing about what we offer, but also consistently meeting with our team. And mm. for those listening, some of you might not have a local team and you'll be like, well, then I can't do this, but you can consistently meet with a team over zoom. You can consistently meet with people um, by hosting a retreat once a year, if that, if that's your thing. Um, but don't, if, even if just two people show up in your, at your zoom in the beginning, oh, wait, we're going to have this team meeting. We're going to have a team call and two people show up. Don't get discouraged. Work with those two people because mm -hmm. next week you might have five and you might have 10. Mm -hmm. So not giving up when it's small, um, I think was a really good thing that I practiced in the beginning, but, um, just continually meeting together. And so we do a team call once a week. We're very consistent. We do not miss unless it's a holiday. Um, now is that in person? That's a Zoom. Okay. I do have people from all over the state. So we do meet on a zoom on Monday nights and it's very protected. They know at eight 30, we are getting on zoom and we're going to see each other. And if for some reason there's a other zoom that we want to be a part of, then we will do a team huddle before like team iron is going to see each other, just us for a second before we do anything else. And I think that's really just good to just rub shoulders and see how our, how's everyone doing. Sometimes we share prayer requests. Again, we always pray on our calls um, and just to keep our minds in the right places. And so that's huge. We also meet once a month at my favorite local coffee shop and we get together and we share highs and lows of what's happening in our business. And then one of us will do a training. Um, and it's just been like, that's the, the most favorite thing. And it's hard. Some, some people it's like, it's hard to get up early on a Saturday morning. That's like mm -hmm. a really coveted time for a lot of families, but they yeah. always make it work to the point that the coffee shop was noticing how big our group was getting that they take our order the night before so they can have all our drinks ready right when we get there. So that can... is so awesome. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. So we are so thankful for that, um, local time, like that with our local team. And then we run retreats, um, so that we can get together for longer. The last retreat we had, we left there saying, what kind of retreat was this? Was this a business retreat? Was this a <laughs> Dumb retreat. Oh, I heard about your, I heard about your retreat. It's amazing. <laughs> I heard all about your retreat. I was like, Oh, they're doing some special stuff over there. It, I mean, the Lord just met us in a really special place and it, it really was incredible. And that's, you know, um, yeah, that's the beauty of this is that you get to meet people right where they're at. Like we've talked about and, um, just enter in. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what we do. And then of course, with, um, certain companies you earn trips. And so then we get to see people and have that team culture and our earned trips. And so I always, I'm a big gift giver. I love to make sure that there's a gift right when they walk in their door from me, um, with a heartfelt note. And so those are just some of the things that I do to keep our culture up. And then just real brief, like just to mention on if we have not had this in a very long time, because they know I'm serious about it, but if there were to be ever gossip or hurtful words or anything like that, there will be a side conversation just to alert them of that and let them know that that's not welcome in team iron. So if you have, um, some culture killers in your crew right now, um, just to nip that in the bud before it gets, um, out of control. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. I think sometimes those conversations are hard to have, um, but a true leader is willing, right? To have those hard conversations. It's not that we get excited about them or it's not that we want to have to do that, but you recognize the power of what you're building. And I think in general, you know, protecting it, like you said, I love that you use that phrase, um, that you're a protector of the culture. I mean, I think like as leaders, that's what we do. We set a standard for what, 
um, is possible, but also what is expected, you know, and I love that you, you're obviously having success because of that. I love it. And I think also you set the standard of hard work. Like it's not just like, let's get together and encourage each other. Yes, that is a huge part of what you're building, but you also set the example of we're going to have goals. We're going to have direction. We're going to have a plan. We're going to show up consistently. We're going to push towards, you know, I was just watching some of your team that was um, working for the cruise, you know, that you guys just had and like all those kinds of things that, you know, there is a, a drive and an ambition and um, work behind what it is that you're doing. And so I would love to also hear, because on this side of it, it sounds like, oh, Jody has it all together. She, you know, this was an easy path. Um, we haven't even talked about what you've achieved in Plexus, but you have a lot of um, success. You've achieved a lot of success in your business. But I know that there were probably mindset blocks and hurdles along the way. So could you share us with us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I do not have it all together. Let's just bring it down a notch and get real here. Um, and, and that's the cool thing with network marketing is everyone starts at the bottom. Like everyone has to, I mean, in my company, everyone has to go silver. That's signing, helping three people get started. Everyone has to do that. And so that was me too. Um, and there were some hard bumps along the way, especially in these first couple of years of just people being like, is she for real? Is this actually what she's doing? Wow. Jody started one of those things. Um, you know, just some hurtful words, people gossiping about me. Um, you know, that, that stuff is hard. I'd send out some messages of, Hey, I think this could really help you. Or would you be interested in this? And they're like, I am not, I'm not going to ever be a part of an MLM. Um, you know, just things like, Oh, okay. And I am such a, a desire to, not pleased. I'm, I'm trying not to be a people pleaser anymore, but definitely want people to like me, right? Everyone wants to be liked. Um, and so it is hard when you start to hear some of the things that people are talking about you behind your back. Um, that can really make me question, is this really for me? Do I really? So how did you overcome that? Like, what would you, how, how would you respond to that? Well, the cool thing is, is that I come from a amazing group of uplines that are all followers of Jesus and are very committed to him. And they are very wise women. Um, and they have been walking with the Lord a long time and they also are in ministry. Um, my two direct uplines are in ministry and their husbands are pastors. And so they come from a lot of wisdom. And so when I would have challenges or certain things, I could go to them knowing I'm not going to get just this like shallow advice. I'm going to get prayerful, godly wisdom. Um, and so that was really helpful, especially early on. It's like, I'm struggling with this. And they're like, all right, have you done this and this? Have you gotten with Jesus? Have you talked with him? Um, you know, all these things. And that is just like what I want to do then to my downline is just provide that wisdom. The other thing is I realized that those people's opinions don't pay my bills. Ah, they just don't. Um, and they don't provide more importantly, they don't provide this amazing leadership opportunity for me. Like I said before, I just have this innate natural desire to lead, but I also need to stay home with my kids. I just know that that's where the Lord has me right now. This is the perfect thing for me. And those people can't provide that. And so I have to go with what God is calling me to, and he has not released me from this assignment yet. Mm. So until he releases me, I have to stay faithful. I love that. Well, and I think too, the question then lies, you know, how do you balance that, right? How do you balance this? Uh, drive because usually I could just from my own experience and just 
observations and coaching women in this space, the majority of women that have significant success are performance-based and driven and, you know, have these high aspirations in their life. But a lot of us, right, the reason we walk into this industry is because we have a desire that we feel like God has called us to, you know, either stay home or some people homeschool or, you know, I'm just curious, how do you feel like what has helped you balance this mompreneur journey, right? Like feeling like, right, that like myth of balance, like what has helped you? How have you been able to, I guess, manage your um, goals of, hey, I want to show up for my family and be present, but I also want to, you know, show up in this this business and I see the opportunity and I want to take advantage of it so that it can help my family. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yep. So um, again, what we talked about youth ministry shaping how I do this. I learned so much in youth ministry early on about rhythms instead of balance. And that is kind of what I have kind of shared with my team is that there are going to be days where you're, you know, the scale of work versus family, like it's not going to be balanced. It's not always going to be this perfect where it's teetering just, just so you're going to have heavier family days. You're going to have heavier work days, but the important is to get into rhythms that feel right for you and your most important people in your life, which is for me and my family. And so, you know, me and my husband sat down early on when I said, Hey, I want to do this and I'm going to do this, you know, like this is going to be not just this little side thing. Like I want to contribute to our family income. We had big goals of things that we wanted to do financially. And, um, he's like, okay. And so when you have that meeting with a shareholder or someone that's really important to you, um, they then can help you with some of that stuff. So a few like tangible things is, I always say, what is something only I can do? I have to do that. What is something my husband can do that he can take care of? So, you know, something like the dishes, sometimes the dishes have to wait because I know that he can get home and do those, but he can't do these messages or this team call or help someone through, you know, whatever it might be. And so kind of coming up with some of those things, um, have really helped me to create those rhythms and to create that consistency, Um, And knowing that there's seasons, you're going to have seasons of high momentum in your network marketing business. And your family then knows that like mom is working for a goal. So sometimes there's going to be less, you know, of the frills or, you know, we're still always non-negotiables. We're always going to have family dinner together where I'm always going to um, greet them when they get off the bus after school and have a snack with them and talk with them about their day. Like there are non-negotiables in my life, but if you're going to have like a high momentum season, it, you know, the rhythm might change a little bit. And so I think it goes in seasons more than it is balanced, but I know the alternative if I don't work is we would have to change some things, right? We'd have to change. If I don't do this, then I'm going to maybe be away from you even longer because I'm going to have to go find a different job or I'm going to, I don't know. I'm not going to be as fulfilled because I'm not doing the leadership that I enjoy. And so knowing that alternative continues to allow me to keep being consistent in what I'm doing now. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. I love the concept of shareholders, right? Cause it's like, you're building this together. I think that's so much of this, you know, industry is that it really is revolved around family and support in, you know, loved ones. And I do believe a lot of the success stems from that. You know, if people feel like they're struggling to convey or they feel like they're struggling to have support from their, 
you know, significant others and their, maybe their parents or loved ones. I think, you know, I love that you said, you know, I sat down and I was like, Hey, this is a priority. This is how I'm going to, you know, contribute to our family. And I, you know, need your support. And so I love um, that you're, you just have the conversation. Sometimes people just need to, um, you know, sit down and, and tell, tell their vision for their family and how this, you know, the business plays into it. You know, I think that's, I think that's important. I love that you shared that. And there's definitely a self-awareness piece to that. Like if I've been on my phone a long time and I'm like, okay, I need to put this down and Mm -hmm. I need to engage with my kids. Like there has to be this give and take or, wow, I've really enjoy spending time with my kids, but I have got to work. So the minute that they lay their heads on their pillows, I have to tell my husband, like today is a working night. I need to put two hours in right now. You know, I think that there's just a self-awareness piece of like how much how much am I spending here and there? Um, and yeah, that that's those are conversations that I have a lot with my team. When they start to get frustrated or a spouse starts to get frustrated, it's like, okay, let's back up and let's kind of dissect this a little bit and how can we um, get, get in a better rhythm? Yeah, I love that you said at the beginning that you felt when you were in youth ministry, you felt this nudge to be home because I think that, you know, if you look back at how God created the family and the roles that he gave us is he did, you know, give us as women the opportunity to be that nurturer and to be that present mom and to, to fulfill that role. And so I think it's only natural that if you're in tune with the spirit that you are hearing that sense, that feeling of, hey, focus on your family, pay attention to your children, um, pour into your children, because there's so much power in and really the role that we have in raising up the next generation and breaking generational curses and, you know, being that, um, that mentor and leader for our children. So when you were talking about leadership, you know, all of that applies to, to raising kids as well. And so I love that you said, you know, God has not released me from this assignment and I don't think he will, you know, I don't don't think he will. I think he's always going to have us in this place of, making that a priority. And it's, it's this, you know, Becky and I talk a lot about this because we struggle, you know, it's that balance of exactly what you said. Like you have those moments where, um, you know, you start going one way and then recognizing, all right, I need to go a little bit more in the other direction and vice versa. And so that's, that's the continual balance. So you are an adoptive mom and I'd love to hear a little bit more about like, where did that desire come from? How did you, um, how did that become part of your family? Oh my goodness. Well, that's a big story, but I'll try to share it shortly. (laughs) So, uh, we never thought we weren't those, um, that couple that, you know, gets married, says their vows and says, okay, are you ready to adapt? You know, some people just like have that in their, um, hearts and minds right off the bat. And that was not our story. Um, we had our first daughter and, um, then we kind of were, getting ready to try for our second. And it was taking not that long. Like, um, there's, you know, it was just giving us space is what I say. It didn't take, it wasn't like that. We were trying for years and years to have a second child. Um, it just gave us space each month that we weren't getting pregnant. It was giving us space to look at our our time to look at, is there a different way? Is God actually wanting to get our, our attention in a different way? Um, and he wants us to pursue something different. So, um, we kind of started to think through adoption as kind of the next step. And so, ah, there's so many, you know, with any adoption, if you talk to a mom who's adopted or a parent who's adopted, it's like, there's just so many signs and God has used so many different people to speak wisdom and truth into your life. And 
we don't have time for all of that, but just know that there was a lot of that. There was a lot of just sermons and songs and just different things that me and my husband just kind of, every time we'd get back in the car from wherever we were at, it's like, whoa, like God's trying to get our attention. It was just very clear. Um, and thankfully we were in a place where we were attentive to what God was calling us to, you know, some people can just the hustle and bustle of life, or just like, I don't want to do that. That seems uncomfortable. Thankfully we were at a place where we were receptive to what he was, um, drawing us towards. And so, um, a couple different interviews with different adoption agencies, they, um, one adoption agency just said, we believe that Korea is best for you, uh, based on, um, your ability to travel, um, our life situation, just everything that was what was best. And the crazy thing about that is I did have a dream that, that, um, an Asian child would be in our home is and so all of this kind of coming together was just like a really beautiful thing. And so we pursued, um, a Korean adoption and, um, just everything flowed from there. And so then we got assigned, um, or matched with our son. And that was a beautiful moment, a very sacred moment for me and my husband when we saw his picture for the first time. And then we brought him home at two and a half years old. And so we waited um, almost two years to bring him home. And so that wait was very hard. Um, it was excruciating at times to just not know our child was across the world and not be able to bring him home. But um, it was a beautiful and perfect timing. The Lord knew right when he was supposed to join our family. So we had a three and a half year old and a two and a half year old, um, in our house. And that was wild. It was like, we waited forever for you to be home. And now I don't even know what I'm doing. This is crazy. Two toddlers. It was just a wild ride for them to adjust to each other, um, as being the only children in their homes for so long. Um, but the foster mom and I had communication, um, Kelvin, my son, um, his, foster mom and I had communication. And so I was texting her pictures and saying he was adjusting well and all of that. And she had a new little baby in her care, which happens to be our daughter. Now, um, we just, the Lord worked through so many different things, just allowed wow. us to just work through all the different hoops, all the things. And, um, shortly after that, we traveled back to Korea and uh, brought our daughter home. And so, it's just been a gift. And then very shortly after that, I found myself with a positive pregnancy test and had our fourth biological child um, very shortly after that. So it has been a whirlwind um, and we are just settling in now that our kids are between 10 and five. We're just feeling like we're entering a new stage now, which is really beautiful, but I'm so grateful for all of my kids, all of their stories. Um, but adoption definitely is a huge piece of our hearts. That is so beautiful. And it's funny too, that you found out you were pregnant when you were adopting. I've known so many people that that has happened to. It's just really, really unique because it's, you know, you think maybe you guys wouldn't have, right, pursued it had you gotten pregnant right away. And, you know, it's just interesting how God has everything timed out for us so perfectly uh, and such a beautiful story. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. I know it's adoption is obviously very close to Monique's heart and um, you guys can relate on so many levels, I think in that. And, oh, I cannot even begin to imagine knowing, right? Your son is your son and he's on the other side of the world and you are having to just wait. I just can't even begin to imagine. I mean, it's just like, wow, you know? So thank you for sharing that. I really enjoyed hearing that perspective and 
I think just your heart, you know, um, it's just seems to me just this short time that there's so much service and, um, desire to build out the kingdom, you know, and, um, in a variety of ways in, in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So if you think about the kingdom minded mompreneur, just that, um, name, you know, what would, how would you define that? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. I love that Dane. And I'm sure you too have been just having lots of conversations about that name and what that looks like. But for me, that is so, it's such a beautiful thing that kingdom work can be really anything. It doesn't have to have a reverend or a pastor, um, you know, role or title before it, for it to be kingdom work. And I think that's what network marketing has really taught me in a way is God's like, I can use anything. Um, mm. anything is kingdom work when you have me in mind and when you have my glory in mind. And so for me, being a kingdom minded mompreneur is that I'm always seeking how, and I'm a sinful person. Okay. <laughs> Let's just, I'm not perfect at this, but how can I bring God glory? Mm. Like how this makes me emotional, truly of how can I serve other people with what he's given me? What resources has he, you know, entrusted me with to steward? And then how can I, you know, multiply that to bring him glory and praise? And it pains me when people can't see my work as that. I think that's been one of the hardest things is when people can't see, they see me maybe, you know, network marketing, I want to speak to these network marketers who are like, a lot of times we are misunderstood and we are judged in a way that is unfair because we look in social media that maybe we're out to get just money for ourselves or just want to gain our own praise. But that is not the case at all, at least not for my heart, is that any dollar that comes into our bank account, would we be faithful to decide where that goes? And, um, that the Lord would just entrust us with that, you know, and just with our kids too, like kingdom work. It's like, God has entrusted for beautiful kids. I am not a perfect mom. I get frustrated. I've had bad days, but the beautiful thing is I get new mercies every morning. And what can I do to raise my kids kingdom mindedly? Like that this is an eternal perspective, not just for today. And I think that's just been always my heart. So I love your name and I love what you are doing. And that has just been, yeah, that's a huge part of why I do what I do. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And can I just speak to what you said about, you know, feeling like the people who don't get it and don't understand and being misunderstood. I really feel strongly that, you know, those who God has called and has given a higher calling and really Jody, he's given you a higher calling. You said from the beginning, I have something in me that knows that I was made to lead. He has created you to lead, not only to lead, but be a leader of leaders. And so that is a higher calling. Like you're not just like everybody else. You're not going to look like everybody else. You're not going to act like everybody else. You're going to have different standards. And so I think the things that some people can get away with doing or not doing or, you know, habits that people could have or whatever, like your standards are different. And so, of course, there's going to be those people that 
they don't get it because they're not called to what you're called to. So I, I want to encourage you in that is that you are set apart for such a time as this. You are set apart for the team that you're leading. You are set apart for the exact children that God has given you to raise and to steward. And you are a generational changer. And so of course you're going to be different. And of course people are not going to understand that. Yeah. Oh man. You're incredible, Jody. We're we're honored to get to spend some time with you this morning. Before we wrap up today, I would love to ask you um, a question that we want to ask every guest that we bring on the show. And that is, if you had one piece of advice for someone, whether they're just starting out, whether they're you know, five years into their journey for the kingdom-minded mompreneur, what would you tell um, this mama who is you know, working her business, she knows there is a call on her life, right? She knows there is more, but she wants so desperately to also have this, you know, beautiful story of, you know, being home maybe with her children or just feeling like she is raising kingdom kids, right? Um, so what is, what is that one piece of advice that you would give to her? Oh, there's so many, um, but I'm sure many people will say this, but just to not give up. I think that's, you'll never know what it could be if you don't try. Um, you'll never see the outcome if you don't put the next foot forward. And so I really think that that is key. Everything can be figured out. And so in the beginning, it can feel hard or people might say something that's hurtful, but getting over those hurdles and continuing to put the next foot forward is what is going to allow you to have both an amazing thriving family and an amazing thriving business. You can have both, but it does take work. It takes intentionality. It takes consistency. And most importantly, it takes doing the things like not giving up because otherwise you, you won't ever find both. And so I think that would be my key. And then I always tell my team whenever they're getting down or they're having you know a rough day, it's like, have you gotten with Jesus and have you listened to a worship song? Like, have you just praised? Because I love that. Those two <laughs> things, too. you've gotten with Jesus, he will set you straight and worship always sets me straight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you haven't cranked the worship and you haven't gotten with him and spent some time with him, talk to me after that. Cause your mindset and your attitude might be different. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that mean, you know, right. that's, that's like parenting advice too. go talk to Jesus, listen to worship, and then you can come talk to me. <laughs> yes. I think that's what I'll do. I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of my advice. So Take yeah. your leave. That's where I am. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. I feel like I, I literally have a whole page of notes that I'm like, I cannot wait for people to hear this episode and to hear about you and to connect with you. So thank you for that. Before we end, I do want to remind our listeners that we have a limited number of spaces open in our Kingdom-Minded Mompreneur community. So for those of you who are listening and you want to be part of a community, you're a network marketer and you want support, um, we have an amazing uh, membership where we give you a action plan for social media for what to post every single day on your social media. We have a weekly um, kingdom coaching where we have um, some phenomenal things going on there. And so if you're looking for support, we will drop that in the show notes. We have a great deal for those who are podcast listeners. So make sure to check that out. And then Jody, where can people connect with you? Yes, you can find me on Facebook, of course, with Jody DeBoer, J-O-D-I-E-D-E-B-O-E-R. 
And you can find me on Instagram at the DeBoer4. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for being on. Yes, thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. It was wonderful. Thanks so much for listening to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur. If you loved what you heard today, could you stop and give us a five-star rating and review? It helps our visibility on podcasting platforms so others like you can hear more of this message. Also, if this episode encouraged you, we would love for you to pass it along to your own biz bestie and anyone else who could benefit. Lastly, don't forget that if you want to hang out with us just a little bit more, join us inside the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur community. Click the link in the show notes. Bye for now.